remix the dead. I'm remix the dead. I cover music and life, learn day and night, and I grow over my family so they can thrive. Welcome to the remix the dead podcast. Hey guys, how you doing today? This is Ryan Greenwood. I'm Remix the Dad. Today I am joined with a very special guest, man. This dude is gonna spit hot fire for all of you. Um, he's a very cool dude. This is actually the first time talking to him on a phone call, but we get the pleasure to record this conversation and share it with all you guys. I'd like to welcome my good friend Dylan. I mean Dylan Hurd. How you doing, man? <laughs> I'm good, man. What's up, everyone? Uh, yeah, man, thanks for having me, man. I've been looking forward to uh, talking to you. I've only known you as a fellow ninja in the in the fitness community, so it's good to finally uh, get to talk to you, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And thanks to uh, Chris and Jamie for setting that up um, and inspiring a whole community of awesome tofu ninjas. So. Yeah, man. It did make a difference. When Chris, when Chris got on board, I was like, man, if you can get Chris on board i can do that too so uh yeah man it, it really helps you to have a, a community you know people cheering you on and, and you know sharing all your results and everything so i'm glad we have it i promise i'm going to be more more uh, active on there because i mean i'm doing the workouts you know i'm just not posting them like i should so same here man same here man actually i've been i've been kind of slacking past few weeks been working and stuff so well, I've been focusing on not worrying about it. You know, I, I've accepted that there are going to be, you know, days, multiple days in a row where I don't get it done. And that's part of my my long term thing is like, don't get discouraged after a couple of days and be like, oh, screw it, I'm just going to fall off and do it again. I just accepted that it's a, you know, it's it's a it's a roller coaster. So I'm I'm on the I'm on a good part right now, though. So I'm on a good routine. Yeah, my buddy uh, Chris Saturnio, he always says 1% better, man. As long as you're doing something 1% yeah, better every day. As long as you're going in the right direction, you know, no matter how slow it is, you know, I've accepted that things take a long time and better things take a longer time. So I'm just kind of sticking with it. If I don't get it done one day, I don't beat myself up over it, you know? Yeah, definitely got to show yourself some grace, man. So, man, yeah, if you could uh, just... Tell us a little bit more about yourself and and whatever you feel comfortable sharing, man. It'd be awesome. Yeah, sure. I mean, I live in Lafayette, Louisiana, down in the Bayou. So, um, you know, I'm an attorney, uh, mostly family stuff, divorce, you know, the real nasty stuff, custody, all that. Um, you know, uh, and as you know, my wife and I were recently pregnant, lost our daughter, uh, back on Thanksgiving Day, so we've been dealing with that, and, um, you know, we've been dealing a lot with the losses of our mothers recently, the loss of a close friend, so recently, you know, I've been focusing on, you know, taking care of myself, and if things don't go a certain way at work or anything else, I'm just trying to be easy on myself and recognize that, you know, my wife and I were both in a very vulnerable situation and the most important thing is that we focus on you know ourselves and take care of each other so yeah definitely man. yeah that's that's it as far as career basic you know demographic information and everything 
we got a guest. This is kind of like the Mr. Rogers neighborhood. Hang on, I gotta go help my daughter real quick. Hang on. Okay, cool, man. She might have her hands full. <laughs> I'm gonna. So we had a small scare. My daughter, she op she wanted me to open up the door for her, and she had uh, glitter all over her oh. hands. And nice I... it's a glitter emergency. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Five-year-olds and glitter, and scissors, and all that other stuff, are like natural disasters for parents. Yeah, I've kind of got a glitter situation in here. I was using some uh, leftover wrapping paper ribbons in from my mom, and it was like a ribbon, but it was just coated in glitter, and you couldn't tie it without glitter going everywhere. So I just left it, and it's like you know, a little memory of my mom scattered out throughout the room, you know? Yeah, I tell a lot of people because like there's sometimes I'll go to work or I'll be out in public and I'll have a little bit of glitter on, either on my hat or my okay, jeans. Yeah. And well, one people are, either think, well, he just came from the strip club, he's gay, or he has a daughter. And I'm like, it's the third one, folks. <laughs> or all three, right? Sometimes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, but yeah, man, um, dude. Uh, so remix the dad podcast is we we talk a lot about music and life and everything in between. So we we we'll, we can get into some music right now. So cool man. What uh, who would be your favorite band or artist? You know, I, I, I you know I went over some of these questions. Okay, I went over all these questions um, with my wife, and uh, what I have is audio slave. I'll put it that way. Okay. Um, I've always been into hard rock. Um, Audio Slave, as you probably know, is Rage Against the Machine with you know Chris Cornell instead of Zach. So I kind of I feel like I'm getting away with two answers there. You know, Rage Against the Machine. I've always been a huge, huge fan. And then Audio Slave. I had a friend of mine when they came out. He said, "Oh man, you probably won't like them. They're a little more chill." And man, ever since I heard the first, ever since I heard Cochise, I've been obsessed with Audio Slave. And then Chris Cornell went on and did some solo stuff. So I'm also a really big. Uh, you know, Chris Cornell fan. Um, so Audio Slave kind of is all those together, you know. So if I have to have one answer, that's my answer because I feel like it's two answers in one. So Audio Slave, at any given day, that's what I'm, I'm jamming to. Nice, nice. Yeah, we used to we used to jam to uh, to Rage Against the Machine, man, at, at the, like at skate parks and parties and stuff. I remember, oh, yeah, I, I remember yeah. get, getting into trouble with... Uh, but I'm, I'm talking to a lawyer, so I, I got to keep it on. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah. Don't worry, man. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. We used to yeah we used to party and skate to Rage, man. So I, I definitely feel you on that, man. So. Yeah, my biggest, probably one of the biggest regrets of my life was when, in 07, when they got back together and they went on tour again, uh, their first show was at Coachella, summer of 07. And I just, I didn't have anything else going on in my life. I was just road tripping all throughout the country and, I could have easily have just gone to that, but looking back on it, it was probably musically the biggest regret of my my life was not actually as an adult going to see Rage when they got back together, you know? Dude, yeah, those music regrets, I, I, I feel you on that, man. There's been a, there's been a couple here. <laughs> yeah, and I'm going to have more because I'm still the same kind of way. It's like, oh, man, that's, you know, an hour away. It's like a band could come to my hometown and I'd somehow probably miss it you know they're like right down the street and you'd find some some sort of way to oh i, I can't make it my shoes on time else out to do like i don't know 
tell you what, I was named after Bob Dylan, and uh, he actually came to Lafayette. Bob, Bob, Bob Dylan? Is that who he's Bob Dylan, yeah. Um, and when we saw that he was playing in Lafayette, you know, my wife looked at me and she was all like, we have to go to that. You know, I would have said, oh, that'd be really cool. We need to go to that and never buy the tickets. But my wife was the one that said, we're going to that and like bought the tickets right then and there. So you went. You know, and he, yeah, I ended up going with my brother actually because she was really pregnant. Couldn't, uh, you know, hardly leave the house at that time. You know, it was probably a month before, um, you know, we'd given birth to Vivian. So she wasn't in the mood. I couldn't find one of my best friends who's really into music. He just shot me down surprisingly. And then my brother happened to be in town. So I think it's kind of fitting. I ended up going with my brother. So nice, it, was, nice. it, was, it was a really good experience. Nice. Yeah. What what would be one of your uh, go to or favorite albums? Um, so you know, I had favorite albums was you know I had, I had you know filled everything out. My favorite album, I thought, well, it's Audio Slave. Audio Slave is my favorite band, and their first album is probably gonna have to be my my favorite album. And I was like, well, I can't say. I don't want it to be both. So I think I'd have to go with uh, a Ramstein album. I'm a huge Ramstein fan. As, as cheesy as that sounds, but um, I had a friend um, that got me into him back in like 2000, 2001, right before their album uh, Mutter came out, and um, you know it was that, that was a really awesome album. It reminds me of that time in my life when I was really good friends with uh, my buddy Frankie. Um, so it's an album that reminds me of a really particular time in my life that was really awesome and it was a really awesome album and Ramstein's one of the few al- few bands where I could listen to their whole album. Hi! Hi. What's your name? Singer. Nice to meet you. His name's Dylan. Or Dylan. Or Dylan. You can call him Dylan. You can call me Dylan. It won't bother me. I'm not one of those people. <laughs> he spits hot fire. Did you know that? Like a dragon? I spit the hot fire. I like dragons. Dragon, really? I like dragons like my friend Kyle. Your friend Kyle's a dragon? My friend Kyle likes dragons like me. Oh, so I have dragon fans, huh? (laughs) You got any pet dragons? Do you want to go find your dragon and show him? Okay. Yeah, go go find your dragon and show him. That's your biggest dragon. Yeah, you're honored to be uh, interviewed by our uh, lovely ninja co-host, awesome, little ninja, yes. ninja princess. Perfect little guest. Uh, guest. So, uh, I had one. I had one episode. It was with uh, Tuan, and she took over the episode with him. Really? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty much them for about half hour talking. Okay. Here, what? What? Podcaster in training. Yeah. This is my dragon. Whoa. That's a cute dragon. I thought it was going to be a scary dragon. Well, well, this this dragon is from Hiccup. Oh, what's her name? I named her Dragon Tail. You named her Dragon, dragon Tail? Tail. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, sounds like a sushi roll. <laughs> you okay? Yeah, is that your favorite dragon? Yeah, but she's a girl. It's a girl. 
This is a dragon girl who loves snow. Who loves snow? Yeah. Perfect for Colorado, right? And it has makeup on. Oh, makeup too? Yeah, because it's a I didn't know dragons wore makeup. <laughs> That's silly. Dragons <laughs> yeah. don't wear makeup. But my toy dragon Dragons spit hot fire. Yeah. Or does your dragon spit snow? My dragon spit snow. The, those, okay. co those cool okay. lyrics. Those cool lyrics. That's though. a weird dragon. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Daddy, Daddy don't want. Daddy almost threw Donnie's picture away. Donnie's picture away. Uh oh, whose picture? Whose whose picture? Your picture. You almost threw your picture. Away. Of uh, Donnie, Donatella? Yeah. Yeah, I, I almost did. Yeah, but you didn't. No, I didn't because I realized that I the, the mistakes that I was making were making the picture even better than what it what it was, right? So then I kept working hard at it. Does it feel weird? It does feel weird. Here, can you go show mommy? Cause daddy's gonna got this interview. No. You wanna you wanna hang out down here for a little bit? Well, yeah. Daddy's gonna talk to his friend. I want to too. You wanna talk to my friend too? Yeah, but I showed mommy this. Oh, okay. Cool. Okay. So we're we're gonna talk to Daddy's friend, okay? But Dad's gonna Dad has a few more questions he wants to ask him, okay? And look, he's got. You can ask me any questions too. And I like him. You like him? Aww, do thanks. You, do you have any questions for him? No, you don't have any questions for him. Well, if well, you, you think of any, yeah, if you think of any questions, just I that. have a dragon question. You have a dragon question oh, for him. Down. A new dragon movie's gonna come up, and and my and this dragon's gonna be in there. Are you gonna see it? The question? Yeah, I got it. <laughs> no, are you asking him if he's gonna see it? He can come. He can come. Well, oh, thank you. <laughs> even, even my friend Kyle's gonna go at the dragon movie. Oh wow! Because he your friend Kyle, him. what's his favorite dragon? He loves the boy one. It's black. The boy dragon. Is what's his name? Uh, Toothless. Yeah, and he spits fire, but this one spits snow. Are they friends? Well, they get in love with each other. Oh, they're in love with each other? The fire dragon and the snow dragon? I mean, that's a pretty crazy relationship. <laughs> just the psychology in it, man. It would just That would just be uh, interesting. So. You think they kiss each other? They will kiss each other. Okay, hey, can you go over there for a little bit? Will Daddy finishes up his phone call? And then we'll, we'll go play hide and go seek afterwards. Crazy dragon. <laughs> no, she's funny. She's being funny. Yes, she is.
She's gonna go bye bye. Say bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. Here you go. Here's your here's your play. All right, Daddy will come play after I'm done, okay? Okay. Thank you. You're awesome. <laughs> so cute, man. I see her so much from when you post stuff on Facebook and, and everything with her. I feel like I know her already. Oh yeah, she's 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 a she's a celebrity, I guess, in in some mm -hmm. sorts. So, cause I, I hear that a lot, man. So, and just just hanging out and talking and associating with awesome people like you, it's it's. It's, it's That's good for her, man, your little podcaster in training, man. Yeah, yeah, she loves playing with the iPad and the, the microphones and the headphones and stuff. So. And I love playing with my games on my iPad. Yeah, she loves playing with her games on her iPad. <laughs> so, yeah, man, um, what would be your, uh, your go-to song, man, that kind of get you either out of a funk or like pumps you up or just like you just get you in the uh, man this song right now these days it, it, it's it's uh it's an audio slave song um you know it's, it's called be yourself and that's probably right now my my favorite audio slave song you know when it comes on sometimes this you know the moments that it comes on is just it, it, I feel like the last few months in my life, I've, uh, you know, learned to accept that there are signs in this universe, you know, and uh, the other day that's, that, that song came on, as soon as I got in the car, it's like that song started playing you know, on the radio on XM at the time, and it was just, it was so weird, man, I was like, at, at this point in time, this happening, it's, I don't, used to, I thought I was such a skeptic, and I thought everything was a coincidence, and now I'm realizing there's a, a lot of things that aren't coincidences, but... Uh, yeah, Be Yourself, that's probably one of the songs, that's, that's one of my go-to songs, but recently, um, there's a song, November Rain, by Guns N' Roses, that I've been listening to, I mean, my wife is probably sick of hearing it, I mean, I, I listen to that, that song probably three or four times a day, you know, and it, it, it just means so much to me, and you start listening to it, and it's, it's, uh, it's just such a beautiful song, and I discovered it when me and my wife were in Colorado at an Airbnb. I mean, I'd heard the song before, obviously, but I was on YouTube, and I think I was on the Chris Cornell, Nothing Compares to You uh, playlist, kind of, you start on that song, and YouTube kind of plays a playlist for you, and this song, uh, it was November Rain, it was 1992 uh, Video Music Awards, and it was Elton John and Guns N' Roses performing November Rain, oh, and wow. that's the song I go to. I'll sit down on my computer, I'll go to YouTube, and you know, well, first thing on my homepage is that song, and uh, it just means a lot to me because John, um, you know, your song was kind of Sinead's song for Vivian, so it's just like that song. The, the time I discovered the, the compilation with Elton John, and it just means a lot to me. That's probably my favorite song right now that I just I kind of get lost in, and you know, when I think about Vivian, that's kind of the song. It means a lot to me. Um, you know, it just brings me kind of back to, that's how I kind of, you know, remember her. I kind of just get lost in that song, really. So that was one, that was one of those songs that definitely helped you cope and heal with the, the situation? Yeah, and it's just funny that, that that song, you know, after my mom died, uh, 
I was listening to that Chris Cornell song, Nothing Compares to You, and I was listening to that over and over and over. That was kind of my, uh, it, it was our secretary at the time. She said, that's your, um, that's your grieving song or something like that. Or I think that's what she said, your grieving song. It was that Chris Cornell. And then it was just funny that after, after Vivian died, I was still listening to that same song and it would, it would start playing, you know, the chain of whatever songs it was. And then it was just weird that after, you know, we lost Vivian, that, that same song led me to this song, you know, November rain, which, you know, we lost Vivian in November. And the fact that, you know, it was performed without John, who was, you know, done your song and that was Sinead's song. So I, all these things I'm accepting is, is signs really, you know, and, uh, it's all through music. You know, it's, it's all like, it's, I've learned that from my mom. My mom was the kind of like, if I'm angry, the best kind of therapy is to get in the car and turn up the, the radio as loud as it could possibly go and just blare, you know, whatever song it is. For my mom, it was, it was, uh, Bob Dylan, like a Rolling Stone, the woman. I, I remember being inside in high school and I could hear somebody and at first you hear this booming music coming down the road it's like who is that it'd be my mom and her pala like <laughs> swerving in the driveway blaring Bob Dylan or Afro Man you know <laughs> so I, I definitely learned that from my mom the whole music therapy thing and it's, it's so true that's what I do and it's I'm as bad as my mom was about listening to the same song over and over again you know so that's what I do. Like I said, my wife's sick of hearing that song November Rain, but I listen to it whenever I get a chance, you know, without her, you know, having to hear it again. So, man, yeah, keep keep playing that music that that helps you, man. Definitely, because because I, I I've got a handful of those songs myself that my wife she'll either either look at me funny or she'll she'll be like, oh my gosh, not again. So, but who just just keep listening, man. Be yourself, man. Just yep. Be, Okay, sorry. Okay, we're good. We're good. We're good. Alright. We have a little one potty break. She's she's hitting the door. She's oh, there she goes. Okay. <laughs> Cause yeah, she's been a she's had a little 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 bit of potty complications lately, and so I thought we were gonna have another little like outburst, but fun fun awesome. thing fun things with a with a five year old. But uh, man, uh, how do you how do you fill up your cup, man, to to be better for your yourself and your and your family and your community and like in your in your job and the and the, to, and the tofu ninjas. You know, it comes down to like what I said earlier. You know, just take things as they come. Don't be so hard on yourself. A lot of times, I. Uh, you know, I give myself a hard time if things don't go the way they do as work or I'm not as productive as I should be at work. You know, I told myself a few months ago, um, you know, if, if, if something doesn't go the right way, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make a conscious effort to, at least if I don't do anything, if nothing goes right in the day, I've got to focus on myself, which means I've got to you know, eat healthy, and I've got to do some kind of physical exercise. A lot of days when I'm not feeling like I want to go shredded on a mountain bike, uh, I'll do yoga, you know, and if I'm not really feeling yoga, I'll just do the 10-minute stretch or the 10-minute morning work uh, yoga thing. So as long as, I, as long as I eat healthy and as long as I 
I do something physical, I feel like I'm physically taking care of myself. And kind of the same with my wife. And I kind of make sure she she eats when she needs to, and uh, you know, we're we're just taking care of ourselves. You know, like I said, as long as we're eating right and we're at least doing something physical, it doesn't matter what happens in terms of my work. You know, there's always tomorrow. For the most part, I have really understanding clients. You know, they all know what I've been through recently. So it's just like, why be so hard on myself? Why should I be the one that's the hardest on myself? You know, my wife's not hard on me. You know, for the most part, my clients aren't very hard on me. Why am I giving myself such a hard time if I don't get that one or two, three things done that day? Just sit back and be like, look, I made it through the day. As long as I can kind of still make myself feel better, if I haven't done my workout, I'll do my workout. Um, and, you know, as long as I'm not eating, you know, overly generous portions of cookies and cream ice cream, like I was doing a year ago, uh, I'm doing doing all right, you know. And like I said, like you were saying, the guy says 1% kind of thing. You know, as long as you're going in the right direction, I feel like I'm doing the right thing. As long as I'm going in the right direction, I can't, I can't be too hard on myself. So that's really how I kind of – live day to day is just if, if something doesn't go right it's you know it's not the end of the world everything's gonna be okay you're gonna be okay you know it's just uh that that's the only thing i'm focused on and that's kind of leading into uh you know things are getting better at work you know when i'm realizing it's not the end of the world if i i don't have to be so hard on myself i'm a little more uh motivated to do stuff you know so um that's my attitude right now is just take care of myself and take care of my wife and take care of our mini pets, you know, and that kind of helps us out with everything, uh, you know, having to look out for our pets. So, um, you know, that kind of keeps us sane. Um, but other than that, yeah, I mean, that's just kind of how we go with things right now is we've been through a lot and we need to realize that and, you know, not be hard on ourselves. Um, I'd like, I'd, I'd actually like you to kind of share a little bit more about kind of your, your, your and your wife's journey through, um, through your daughter's, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I totally be, because, to talk about because, yeah, be, yeah, because, uh, I, I, we, we have, we have the pro that, that picture on there. And I and I, I and people have heard us talk about it a little bit, but I, I wanna I wanna see like your journey and how how it's affected you, and also like how, how you how you guys came out of it and um, kind of changed from it too. Like I can hear yeah. I can hear it already, but I I want want to hear a little bit more. Yeah, well, I mean, let's just start from the beginning. Um, you know, me and my wife had a long past. We kind of on and get off in a relationship. Finally, came back to each other, got married, bought a house together. You know, started the whole ready to start the family. Um, we had some complications getting pregnant. Um, so after about six months, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. If I start to cry. I'm, I'm, I, I apologize. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm not even sure I can make it through this. You okay. Know? So, we'll, we'll, we'll cry together, bro. Uh, we'll cry together. Yeah, don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> so we'll go back. Let, let's rewind, you know, uh, one year and one month from today. Okay. Um, we had spent, you know, at least six months trying to get pregnant, actively trying to get pregnant, and it wasn't working. So we finally started seeing a, uh, an OBGYN, 
and uh, they, they found out she had endometriosis, and then he said he thought he saw something on her ovary. So he goes in there and we do a, a laparoscopy, and it turns out she had a giant dermoid cyst known as a teratoma, and the, the doctor said, you know, right after he removed it, he said it was the size of his fist. You know, so that you got something the size of your doctor's fist on something that's the size of, like, the tip of your pinky, you know? So he went in there and he removed the cyst and he put some kind of um, mesh or some kind of thing to, to prevent the endometriosis. And long story short, a month later we were pregnant. You know, he went in there, he removed this teratoma, uh, he put the mesh in or whatever it was, and a month later we were pregnant, you know? Oh, wow. And this is after a year of trying, and all of a sudden it's like, man, this is too good to be true kind of thing. You know, so like I said earlier, I'm a really skeptical kind of guy, and I know all the things that can go wrong, you know, so it first happens, we're very excited, you know, but I'm kind of like skeptical kind of thing, and so weeks go by, you know, we do, I think we were seeing the doctor every three weeks, and we got to, I think it was like maybe 20 weeks or whatever weeks, and they said, man, at this point, you know, the odds of a miscarriage go from, you know, like whatever percentage to like less than 10% or something like that. So I'm thinking, man, that's great, but I'm still kind of reserved. And, uh, you know, then it starts going, it's going, it's going, you know, we do the baby shower and, you know, I just feel like, you know, like I said, I'm a skeptic. So I'm just like, yeah, are we, are, you know, are we jinxing ourselves by having the baby shower? I'm so excited. You saw all the pictures I was posting while I was doing the nursery, you know? And, um, you know, so everything's going beautifully, wonderfully, zero complications. Every checkup's perfect. Every test is perfect. All the lab work's perfect. Um, and then we're seeing the doctor every week. It was every Tuesday we were going to the doctor. And 39 weeks, uh, it was a Tuesday appointment. Thir so we had the 39-week uh, appointment. It went perfect. Heartbeat was fine. Um, so, you know, they asked if she was moving, you know, she was moving fine and, uh, we leave the doctor's appointment and everything's perfect. We go to, uh, uh, we go to some appointment. Oh, it was for life insurance for Sinead. Um, she had to do some blood work. So we go there that morning. This is the, the, the day after our 39 week appointment, which went perfectly. Um, then the next morning we're going to do this to get blood work for her to get life insurance. So we do the blood work and everything's fine. You know, she's moving around and then she takes like, ow, you know, she feels uh, like, oh man, she's really kicking, which she had been, you know, for the last couple of weeks, there was the occasional like big kick, you know, so we didn't think anything of it. We go to the insurance place to whatever, to sign some documents and we're talking with our insurance agents who she knew my mom really well. I find, you know, she's a family friend I, I see her as, and we're all excited talking about, you know, when, when, when they were pregnant, when they were giving birth, her, her secretary, you know, so it was all happy and wonderful and everything. Uh, and then we go home, and Sinead kind of got in bed because she had to get up early that morning, and she was used to sleeping in, so she went to bed, or got in bed. She didn't go to bed. She just lay in bed watching TV, and uh, my buddy and I were moving into what's going to be my new office. Um, I think I posted some pictures on the, the, the Toast Ninjas page about that. 
Yeah, you did. That's um, how I saw so, that. <laughs> yeah, so we're moving stuff. We're moving stuff, and Shay's at home, and, you know, I'm checking on her and stuff. And then uh, we get back and, um, you know, start cooking some fried rice in the microwave. And I sit down, and, you know, Shay says, oh, you know, she's, I haven't noticed her moving as much, you know? And I'm like, okay. Um, you know, uh, so... I said, get out the Doppler. We had one of the home Doppler things where you rub it on your belly and you hear the heartbeat. And usually within like a couple of seconds, you can find the heartbeat. Cause you know, you kind of have to move it around a little bit to find the heartbeat. Well, usually Shane was so familiar with her. She knew exactly where to go, you know? So, um, she puts it on her belly. She moves it around. We don't hear anything. And, you know, after about two seconds, you know, you just kind of pause and you're like, Oh man, that's, that's not right. So she goes, well, maybe I should take a bath. And I said, well, you know, if, if, if it's a heartbeat, let's just, or she said, maybe she's sleeping. And I was like, well, let's be on the safe side. You know, let's just go to the hospital and go to labor and delivery. So I just throw on some clothes and we go over there and, uh, it was a long drive. It was like, takes 10 or 15 minutes to get there. We were going to go to an emergency room at another hospital that they had already told us. They said, you know, if you think you're going into labor or whatever, just come to the labor and delivery here. So we thought we'd get like, you know, quicker attention at, at, at Lafayette General, the hospital we, we were supposed to go to, you know. So we go all the way there. We check in at labor and delivery and, uh, you know, the whole ride there. You know, she's not feeling her, so... It was kind of like the whole ride over there, at least for me, I was preparing for the worst, you know, and, um, yeah, that was, you know, we, we get in there and I can kind of see when we tell them they, I think we, we said, you know, we, we we're nine months pregnant. She's not really moving around as much and they kind of got in a hurry. You know, you kind of see they start treating it like an emergency and then long story short, the nurse, um, you know, she didn't find a heartbeat with her uh, Doppler. And sure enough, our actual OBGYN was there, you know, at work, you know, at the hospital, you know, that night. And it was probably like 6 o'clock at night. So he came in, and I could just tell by the look on his face. I think he knew his nurse knew well enough to know, you know. So, you know, for the sake, for our sake, I think he pulled out a different Doppler or whatever, and he couldn't hear anything, and he just said, you know, there's – you know, I'm sorry, I'm not finding a heartbeat, you know, which is pretty self-explanatory. Um, so, you know, it was just, for me, it was like, it was a huge blow to me, but the worst part was, you know, physically, I, would, I wasn't going to have to go through anything, you know, it was my wife that was going to have to go through the whole, you know, the whole process, so, um, you know, we did. They, uh, it was the day before Thanksgiving, you know, so, um, you know, he said, you know, y'all go home if you want and just kind of like let it sink in kind of thing. But, you know, obviously we chose to just induce and get it done with. And, you know, we went through the whole process. It was, you know, they wanted to do a natural delivery. Um, so we did, we did the delivery, they induced her and it was, you know, a long night. And I think, uh, she was finally born at 1017 in the morning. 
you know, it, it was uh, it was the nightmare that you think it is, and uh, the only thing that helps is, you know, the things that uh, knowing that you're like, well, you know, this this it happens, you know, it does happen, and you don't let yourself even think about it, you know, because I had seen October was the Infant Awareness Month, SIDS Awareness Month, or whatever it was, so, you know, I had uh, some friends that had, you know, had lost a baby um, to SIDS, and they had posted, you know, a month earlier, after we lost, uh, before we lost Vivian, they had posted about a month before, you, know, you look at that post, and um, you don't know what to think, you think like, God, I, I can't imagine that happening to me. I don't even want to imagine that happening to me. But you're you're in this situation. You're stuck in it, and it's going to be with you for the rest of your life. So all you can do is start going through the process, you know. And uh, sure enough, the uh, the couple that I'm friends with from uh, from law school, sure enough, they reached out to me, and you know, it's it's those people. You know, a lot of people are reaching out to you when they find out what happened, but. It's, uh, it's people that had, you know, gone through the same thing. I'm not saying that people that said, oh, you know, we're very sorry or everything. I'm not saying that, you know, we're very thankful for those people. But, you know, it always means so much more coming from people that have gone through the same thing. And it's just like, you know, in the midst of it now, even just barely two months after it, I look at other people that have lost, you know, uh, an infant or, you know, a stillbirth or miscarriage. And, you know, you look back and... I remember what it was like that day after that second day, that third day, that thing where your whole world is just, you know, destroyed, you know, and then you've got to start the process of uh, putting yourself back together. But I mean, with all of this, you know, we both lost our moms and then we have this daughter that we, we, we just lost, you know, and that's when neither me nor my wife are very religious and it's just, you know, something like that happens and then you realize, man, there, there is something, you know, that, like I said earlier, there's no coincidences anymore. You know, what, what I would easily dismiss, you know, is a coincidence. You know, I was, like I said, I was a skeptic and I didn't believe anything anyone ever said about anything. Uh, I just, man, now it's just a completely different frame of mind. It's like, something's going on and it, it, it makes you ask yourself so many questions and it, 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 you know, for the first time in my life, I was just completely and utterly just lost. You know, I'd never been, I would never ever have described myself as being lost until then. It's just like, man, what, <laughs> what, you know, like what, what, you know, what to do, what to say, what to think, what, like, man, it's just, it it, 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 it rocks your world in, in every possible way, and it's just, you know, we've got this nursery, and it's, uh, it's like an absolute, just tragedy, you know, and it makes you respect that, you know, with all the things that could go wrong, you know, it really is a miracle that, that any child is born alive and healthy, and, you know, uh, can't take that for granted you know so we're definitely you know we're trying again but we're also you know we, we think about 
much as we can, and we do as much as we can in her name. And I can't say enough about Maddie's Footprints, which is a the the organization that you know within minutes, you know, maybe hours of it happening, they were out. And it's not a time when you really want to talk to anybody, but they they they, they put themselves out there and say, look. Here's what we are. Here's what we do. We're a group of people who've been through the same thing, and it's just it, it, they 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 really just like cradle you from that point on. You know, you're you're a different person, and you're a part of a group. You know, that have, of people that have dealt with the same thing, and uh, uh, it's just it's like I said. That's the only thing that helps is knowing that it's 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 a terrible 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 nightmare that you know we're not given the choice but to deal with it and you know it's good to be part of a group that uh where people are in other stages of dealing with it you know it's it's it's, it's, there's people that i think maddie's footprints i think it was the daughter of my physics teacher from high school who started this maddie's footprints and that was probably i don't know 10 15 20 years ago but you know they're still doing things in her name and they're doing really, really wonderful things. And I can't say enough about that organization. There's other organizations, there's other individuals, you know, like I said, that have reached out Instagram. I've got a lot of feedback through, uh, through Instagram. And that's the first thing I posted was it's so easy to just hide this and bury it, pretend like it's not there. But what helped me the most when it first happened was that's the first thing I did is I remember there was a saints player uh, Bushrod, who had lost, I think, a three-month-old. And, uh, and, you know, we're big Saints fans, so that, that came up in the news, like, oh, Bushrod, uh, you know, was having some issues. He lost his daughter. And uh, after we had lost Vivian, Bushrod had posted on his Instagram a, a, a video of his daughter laying on his chest. And I forgot which complications she had, but, you know, she wasn't, uh, you know, doing very well. It was one of the last times I think he had held her. And, um, you know, I'd reached out to him, and, you know, he did the same thing. He said, lean on the Lord. And, uh, you know, my other friends from law school that had lost uh, Isaac, um, I think it was four years ago now. Um, it would have been his birthday, I think, yesterday, actually. Um, they reached out to me. They sent us, uh, you know, if Christmas was coming up, they sent us a little ornament of an angel. Um, a lot of people sent us gifts we i mean everybody just kind of family friends organizations you had never heard of even before it happened they all kind of like accept you take you in and do whatever they can and offer whatever they can um to help you get through it so it it, in a way it seems like it happened a long long time ago and in a way it it seems like it's still just happened you know her nursery's right there you know so we just, you know, we think about her a lot, and, uh, you know, we have pictures of her all over, just like anybody would, so, you know, and you don't want as many people to, to see her as possible, and that's, you know, really, when you ask for a picture, it's like, that's the only, I saw that picture, and it's like, yep, that's the picture that's going to be, whether, you know, uh, you know, you don't have the choice to, or, you know, you do have the choice to just hide it and pretend like it's not there, but, you know, it, it may offend some people, 
um, or make some people uncomfortable, but I think it's going to ultimately do sharing your story is going to do more good than, than will bad, you know? So if it makes some people uncomfortable, so be it. it. It's people that are going through it today, tomorrow, yesterday, that are, you know, looking, seeking out what other people would find to be, you know, uncomfortable or whatever. So it's what helped us, you know, on November 22nd, Thanksgiving day, it was posts like that that helped us. So, I felt like, you know, I had to. It was I owed it to everybody else who's gonna have to be in the same situation looking up at you know, when you Google stillbirth, you know, that's not something you know, that's not something you really want to ever find yourself uh, looking up, but like I said, it happens and there are other people who've gone through with it gone through it and you know, there's other people that, you know, it's going to help and as long as those are happening you know, they're always going to happen. Those people are going to need to deal with it. And that's how I chose to deal with it, you know, was, uh, you know, through Googling stillbirths, uh, umbilical cord accidents. That's ultimately what it was, um, an umbilical cord accident. The, uh, the umbilical cord was just, like, severely twisted um, to where it just cut off the, 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 um, the flow from the umbilical cord and... Uh, you know, it's an accident, and it's really tragic. But there's some kind of there's some kind of meaning to it, you know. And uh, ultimately, I think my wife and myself are much better people having had Vivian in our life. You know, she's not as much as we wish she was here with us. Uh, you know, we don't have that. We don't have that, but she's always, you know, she's always going to be with us. You know, so, um, and then I have to share, uh, I, uh, it might have been, I actually meant to go back and look on the Tofu Ninjas page. At one point, you probably remember, I had shared uh, different little things we were hanging up in the nursery, you know, and one of them was Winnie the Pooh, and uh, the we had four little Winnie the Pooh prints that we were hanging up in the, uh, in the nursery, and um so we were at the hospital, and before we came back from the hospital, obviously that's, you know, it was such a difficult time for us. Um, um, coming back from the hospital was, was very difficult, and her friend, uh, Kristen, really, really helped us out. You know, she kind of, I had gone back to the house a couple times while Shanae was still in the hospital to take care of our pets and kind of get things ready, so we hid some of the stuff that we, you know, wouldn't want to see when we got back. Long story short, going back to the Winnie the Pooh thing, you know, her friend Kristen came and kind of put all the nursery stuff in the nursery and all the stuff that we were ready to come back with a new newborn, kind of put all that stuff away. And she had left out on our night, uh, not our nightstand, our dresser, the Winnie the Pooh print that said, um, you know, if there ever comes a day that we can't be together, keep me in uh, your heart and I'll be there forever. Um, that that was just I. I, uh, I came home and I saw that, and I had gotten a tattoo after my mom died. It reminded me of her, and it was my first tattoo, but I knew, you know, as soon as I saw it, I said, I'm going to get that in memory of my mom. So as soon as I saw that, I said, okay, that's 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 my tattoo for Vivian, was the little scene of Winnie the Pooh and Piglet. And, um, you know, so it's just like I had to share that. That was that's something that, you know, it's just – you start going through that grieving phase, 
you know, and that's kind of one of the things I've done so far, and it's just, um, you know, it's, it's things like that, and, and I, we've been seeing these, these way the food things have been coming up, that Airbnb we were staying at in uh, Frederick, near Jenny's house, you know, the other day, we were there for Christmas, we found a Winnie the Pooh book, and actually found the very scene, it actually turns out the little scene that they used in the print is not the same, the words that are used in that scene is not the actual words from that scene in the book, that scene in the book is talking about wishing their friends a happy Thursday, of all things, and you know, we lost video on Thanksgiving, which was Thursday, so, oh wow, man, it's just, you start seeing all these things, and it's just like, what would, I would have dismissed five years ago, ten years ago, as is a coincidence, and you know, I just always think people would read too much into stuff and kind of make things that weren't there. But it's it's events and you know how things happen, where it's just like there's no there's no coincidence. You know, it's that's what it is. I'm I'm still I'm still here. Yo, that's a cute picture. I just got off topic for some reason. I wanted to share the Winnie the Pooh thing. I got I got I got I got a question for you. I'm really, I'm really big with like meanings of names. What was, what was Vivian's, what was the meaning of Vivian? Like, what was the origin? I don't know what the origin I was just Vivian trying to look was. it up. That's why, that's no, why. You know what? I, I've never looked it up, but I will tell you, uh, you know, Vivian, I think, I kind of let Sinead choose the name. You know, she came up with Vivian. I said, okay, I like it. Are you able to look it up right now? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Yeah, look it up right now because, uh, oh my gosh, oh my, man, I want to cry like a 13-year-old girl right now. <laughs> um, I, I mean, it's been a while since I've cried. I mean, honestly, I haven't cried, uh, you know, other than just now, I haven't cried since probably the 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 service we had for Vivian, you know, because I'm, I'm kind of like a get it over with type of person crying only does so much good. And I kind of give myself that period to cry. And I don't really, you know, I've told the story so many times that I'm not sure why telling you is just, I think telling the whole story from the, you know, the trying to get pregnant and the whole story of the pregnancy. It's just, it, it really brings you down. But here it is. Vivian, and Vivian, E-N-N-E, which ultimately today wanted to spell it the, the French way. Cause you know, um, we're in Cajun country, so we ended up wanting to spell it V-I-V-I-E-N-N-E, and I was vehemently opposed to it. I said, people are going to butcher it, just spell it how it's supposed to, be, it's supposed to sound, whatever. She won that battle, Vivian, E-N-N-E, but it's a given name, and that's often a surname of the Roman Empire period, masculine Vivians and feminine Vivian. Can you hey, can you say that again? We I, I can't re, I can't really hear you. You were kind of okay, muffled. Cool. Let me see. Maybe maybe I'm too close to the mic. Is that better? That's better. Yeah. All right. So um, I, I'm not really getting a definition. It just says is a given name, unless often surname derived from Latin from a Latin name of the Roman Empire period. Masculine Vivianus and feminine Viviana. Yeah. Which survived the modern use because of the men. Oh, here it is. It is the name of two early Christian female martyrs, as well as of a male saint and bishop. Holy shit. 
Sorry, that's crazy. I never knew that. It's the name of two early Christian female martyrs. Wow. Wow. You know, I didn't know. It's it's bizarre to think that I haven't ever looked it up to begin with, you know, and I never actually, but that's. Yeah, man, that's that's crazy. That's, uh. That's, uh. That's really bizarre, man. Two early Christian female martyrs. So, I mean, you know, I can, I don't know, man. That's, that's really, uh, that's really crazy. Well, thank you for sharing that with me, man. Cause like I, I'm, I'm really a believer in meanings of names and stuff. Cause like Ryan means little King in Irish and then also, uh, Samantha means good listener and then no way. And, and then her her middle name is Grace which means undeserving great or undeserving favor so every time man every time I look at her or I say her name I get that reminder of good listener and unders, undeserving favor and God's <laughs> God speaks to me through that little girl about life and then reminds me that I I have so much more than I deserve. So and it's it, it that that oh man. That's it's it's crazy, man. Like I said things I mean that I used to dismiss things, but you've got to these things mean you know, they mean things, you know, it's as silly as that sounds, that's just, man, and, you know, you didn't know all that when, that's crazy. Because, yeah, we, because my, my wife, her, uh, her middle name is, is uh, Grace, and then we were going through names, we were going through names, and, and then somebody popped out with Samantha, and I, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, we're, we're, we're cool. And then we looked it up, and it was like, good listener. And then one of my lyrics in one of my songs is, Jesus spoke to me through the speakers just like Bumblebee. So he spoke to me through the, through, through the radio, through, through podcasts, through audio to get to me. But now he's speaking to me through this awesome little girl and showing me, hey, I'm I'm showing her, and I'm giving her a deserving favor, just like you. And it a uh, uh, crazy little side story is, I don't know if you saw, about a month ago, she spilt some, she spilt some uh, chocolate milk in my car, so I had to pull up the car seat. And, oh no, I missed that. One. Oh man, I was I was I was angry. I was so, I was so frustrated with it, but then God was like, wait, wait, yo, dude, listen to me, listen to me, treat her the way I treat you, I, just because you make a mis- you're making a mistake, you're making a mess, I don't come down and talk negative to you, I don't come down and talk harsh to you, teach her what she did what and what the accident and tell her how to clean it up and then 
also when you do that she's also going to trust in you too that's the way you need to be with me that was god talking to me and it hit me so hard because i wanted to say some some things i was i was so i was upset because we had we had our day planned out and it was one of those days where it was like all right i want to do this this and this and then nope oh there's a bunch of chocolate milk in my back seat <laughs> But no, God, God used that moment. God is using this little girl. God is going to use your situation to help you out. God is going to use your situation to help others out. Because my bro brother and sister-in-law, they, they've, they've had, they've had some miscarriages themselves, and and other situations happen themselves. And I know a few other people. That's one reason why I asked you to. Ask you to come on. Just God's gonna God's gonna use your story and your sadness and your broken heart to help somebody else, man. And I and I, I this is the first time we've talked. This is the first time we've we've ever had a real conversation. But God is gonna bless this situation and this conversation to help even if it's just one person it's done its job so and i and i thank you for being you and i thank you for being vivian's father and i thank you for just being a good friend and thank you for being just such a excuse my language badass just thank you man because it's gonna help people man well i'm honored to be uh and this I'm is honored the and this is the this is the most emotional I think I've gotten on this thing. So, but so thank you, man. Thank you. Well, man, to be honest, I knew about your podcast, and then you know before everything happened, I was like, oh man, I hope he wants to, I hope he wants me on his podcast. It's like a new dad kind of thing, you know. And then after we lost her, it was just like, oh man, it was just kind of that that same feeling. But now it's more, you know. Like you said, it's, it's, it means even more now because there are other people. You know, I think the umbilical cord accidents or, or stillbirths are like one in 160 or something like that, you know? So it's easier. Everybody's got a birth story. Everybody and their mom, you know, uh, has some kind of healthy baby story, you know? And it, it's more, I think it's, it's, it's really important to, uh, you know, people going through the, the exact opposite, you know, the, the heartbreak instead of the, the elation it's, it's it's important to be able to for those people um you know to, to, to have ways to help grieve you know and if it's hearing other people's stories which it was for me was the was the was the the, the best most helpful thing and that's why i'm even you know more grateful to be a part of this and you know hopefully whoever helps out you know hopefully uh you know it helps out a lot of people so so i'm just really uh Really glad to be a part of it, man. All right, guys. So we had to take just a just a just a quick little break for a second and hug it out virtually. So, um, but man, Dylon, spitting hot fire, making me cry over here, man. <laughs> Um, you, 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 you said that you were going to spit some bars and start to rap a little bit. 
Um, can you do that for us right now? I'm just kidding. No, I'm just no, kidding. No, no, I, 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 like, I like your strategy there, though. Really, <laughs> I admire the strategy. <laughs> No, I'm just. No, I'm certainly didn't tell you I would, and I'm, I'm totally not. Uh, <laughs> not going to embarrass myself more than I have already. So. Uh, no. But I, I promise for round two, and I know if I say that I'm going to do it, I'm going to have to do it. And I don't want to do it, but if I say I'm going to do it, I'll have to do it either way. So I promise round two, I'll have some. Dylan will have some hot fire. Hot fire! Hot fire! Hot fire! Yeah. All right. Well, no. Let's uh, let's let's kind of let's kind of ease it up a little bit and make it a little bit more uh, silly, I guess. Um, I hate the word silly. It's it's a it's a silly word. Um, but being around the same age and stuff, we we grew up in a time when they had a lot of uh, Saturday morning cartoons and stuff. Um, oh, yeah. and, and, and 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 you you remember you remember watch, watching all that. Uh, which cartoon character, or, or I can even extend it, what superhero would you relate to with the most? You know, I have to admit, I did cheat on this a little bit. I, well, I discussed all the questions with my wife. Um, so I listened to your podcast with Bauer um, the other day. And he, he, Bauer, you know, Bauer. He mentioned uh, Scooby-Doo, and he said, I think he, he said he was uh, most identified with Fred. And I was thinking... Well, gee, Scooby Doo, I would have to be Shaggy. So that that's going to be my answer. Is man, you should have seen uh, in high school. I had a huge fro. All right, um, all right. You know, so uh, since you said I that, man, since, since you said that, I, I I need your best impression of Shaggy. Oh man! Uh, if you're not going to rap, at least like, give me a Shaggy. Like, like yikes, Scooby! <laughs> I mean, this is a really good podcast. <laughs> I don't know, it's been a long time. That's my best uh, on the spot there. I, I went as far as cheating on the question, but, you know, I, I and you, you, you'd you asked Bauer to do the same thing, and I thought, oh, I, I didn't think to, to rehearse my uh, my Shaggy, so that's an unrehearsed, raw version of Shaggy, and that's 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 the most I'll embarrass myself um, tonight. No, man, it's, it's, it's beautiful. <laughs> Oh no! Uh, yeah, no. We've had we've had people do we've had people do uh, Tasmanian Devil. We've had people do. Um, no Tasmanian Devil though, that definitely came to mind as far as cartoons go. But I'm not. I like to think I'm not that that destructive, and I'm, I'm a little more well spoken. So. Uh, well, I think Tasmanian Devil. I think he articulates pretty well. Does he? Yes. <laughs> he just makes makes noises. I don't think he. I guess articulates as far as Tasmanian devils go. Yes, 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 definitely. <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry. No, I'm not sorry. Um, so, uh, if somebody was to write a biography about Dylon, I mean Dylan's life, um, I know it would be hot fire. But what would the title be?
quantities, skeptic about anything and everything. And I think, you know, it's, it's, it's for me, like I said, I'm kind of lost now. And, and what I thought, what I thought I was so sure about in the past, I, uh, you know, have no idea about any, any longer. So it's just like, that's what I, my autobiography, I guess would be called would be the skeptic. And it would be about how I didn't believe in a lot of things. And then I've gone through the things that I have, and now I realize I don't know what it is, but I've realized that you know there's there's that I'm lost right now, you know, and I, I don't know. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm a skeptic anymore, but now what I, what I thought I was so sure about, you know, that's that's a coincidence, that's ridiculous, that's unbelievable. There's no such thing, you know. It's all those things I've said in my past are just now completely reversed, and I don't know what what to, to make of anything anymore. Definitely, definitely, man. Do you want to say hi? It's Dylon. Yeah, it's Dylon. Yeah. I'm gonna make my wife hi. say hi. Do you want to say hi? Come say hi. I am on an interview. She said hello. Hello, yeah. guys. Hello. Hey. She kind of, she kind of whispered. My daughter, my daughter is oh. right there. Hi. She loves dragons. Five. What? 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 Oh, oh, what is that? Oh, that that's that's Plato. No, it's a slime. A oh, slime, slime, slime's cool. Old old people. Just kidding. Nice, nice meeting you. Nice to meet you. Go get out of here. Get out of here. He did. Um. Yeah. So where were we? Yeah. Maybe do the Shaggy impression. Uh, Want to say hi? Last meal, what what would be on the menu, and then who would be there? Uh, it would be rice dressing and corn, or known also known as uh, dirty rice or Cajun rice. Um, and it, it would be my mom. It would be my grandmother, and it would be my sister. And rice dressing is a corn. Uh, corn rice dressing and corn is a. a is a meal that my mom, a meal, quote unquote meal that my mom would make. And it's always been my favorite. Um, Jamie, when she was a kid, when we 
kid, she would always fuss at my mom, be like, Mom, that's not even a meal. It's just two side dishes thrown together. But, you know, I'd mix it all up together, rice dressing and corn. And it's something my mom always knew was my favorite meal. So she'd always make it for me when I get back from, like, a, a road trip, especially, or for special occasions. So it's something that I still cook. I think about my mom. Uh, my grandmother, too, she would cook rice dressing. And I remember how my grandmother's rice dressing was different than my mom's rice dressing. And everything, so I feel like it would be my my grandmother who's no longer with us, Honey Buns, other Honey, uh, my sister Jamie, and then my mom. So that would be my ideal last meal before you know, if I had the opportunity of uh, of choosing a last meal and who would be there. That's that's the meal, and that's the um, you know the people that would be there. All right, all right, cool, man, cool, man. Sounds good. Uh, yeah, it does sound like two side dishes, though, and sounds like some. Su- I will admit, hands down, individually they are two side dishes, <laughs> but combined all together, they make an excellent meal. They are a super force that fills my stomach. <laughs> yeah, and it, and it and it does definitely sound like something uh, your sister would say, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's uh, the cooking Nazi, but uh, it's always. <laughs> And when you were, and when you were back in Colorado, definitely hit me up, and we we need to go have lunch or at least enjoy a nice big old high five or a hug or something. Snowboard? So, I don't snowboard, but I hang out though. Cool, man. Well, I was thinking of coming in for like just three days. Uh, you know, it's so much for me and my wife to both leave with all the pets and everything, but. Um, yeah, I'm hoping to come in, you know, while there's still snow and, and hit up the uh, slopes. Um, so I'll definitely hit you up. They've got a direct flight now from YPS, so okay. I can be there in a matter of hours. Okay, yeah, because I'm, I'm actually, like, within about 15, 20 minutes from Chris and Jamie's house, so. Really? Where are you? I'm, uh, I'm about 120th in Colorado. Oh, that's Westminster. Uh, Thornton area, so. Or, uh, okay, yeah, we're, yeah, just wherever they used to live. Okay, cool. But, uh, yeah, man. Um, do you have any? Do you have any questions for me? Um, how do you know Chris? <laughs> the Ginger Ninja. That's how I know Chris. The Ginger Ninja. Okay, cool, man. I went. Cool, I went yeah. to. I went to elementary school with a Ginger Ninja, and then Chris showed up somewhere along that timeline and then it was like hey man come on over and hang out and cool. well, you know, we actually caught an ass game when i was there me chris and uh ginger ninja yeah man yeah he's man he he's one of the nicest awesome people i know man is the really ginger ninja is, so that's that, that's how i know chris man and through yep. through him i'm able to to get conversations and awesome awesome podcast like this so awesome man well uh how's the working out been going for you we kind of talked about it earlier but uh, uh how's it going uh the working out it's it's been kind of off and on a little bit um i've i've been trying to trying to hit it as much as possible but you know how how it is life kind of gets in the way and Exactly, exactly, and I, I, and I, I really don't want to get burnt out or anything. But at the same time, it's like I, I, I need to do something. And like we said earlier, that that one percent getting, just getting at least a little bit done, uh, 
helps out a lot. So. Yeah. Yeah. So. Is that Good deal, it? man. Uh, I'll think of more questions. I'll think of. Uh... All right. Well, I'll, I'll think of one more. You gotta give me a Scooby Doo impression. <laughs> a Scooby Doo impression. We gotta we gotta even it out. We both cried, and then I have the stupid uh, impression. So you gotta you gotta give me one. I did. I did cry a little bit. I did cry. Um, <laughs> pressure's on because I have my wife right here looking at me, and she just did the whole eyebrow thing. Like yeah, my wife, my wife went in the room. Ruh roh, Raggy. Oh, it's good. It's good. Uh, yeah. Rappy dappy do. So. A Scooby Doo rap. Scooby Doo rap. Oh my gosh. Uh, that that'll have to be for round two, man. <laughs> yeah, work on it. Cause I I don't I don't know I don't know if I can get the the syllables and the rhyme scheme down with the with the. Uh-huh. Yeah, it came out it came out pretty good. I think that you make a good rap for sure. Uh, it's funny because I I was looking at my uh my old laptop and I found an old Jabba, Jabba the Hutt rap that I did. Didn't make any sense, but it, it sounded good. It actually, it actually sounded better than most of the hip hop that they have out now on the radio with, the, uh, all, right. with all the mumble rap, but it's like, so. Hey, it's good. You have to send that to me. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to, I'll have to look it up and then I'm, I, I'm actually thinking about putting it on the, as one of the files or the episodes for, for the podcast, so. Hell yeah. Yeah, I'll be on the lookout for that. All right, man. Sounds good. All right, yeah, well, I definitely want to be respectful of, of, your, of your time and stuff. Um, if there's any last uh, things you want to want to share with the audience or whatnot. Uh, I did have one thing. It's a pretty quick thing. And, again, going back to science. So uh, I looked up the questions, uh, and I had this. It said it was a quote. Um, that I heard from doing yoga back, I guess at the beginning of the Tofu Ninja thing. When I first started working out, I started out with yoga. And in one of the sessions, the girl said, uh, I'd rather be honest than impressive. And that stuck with me. I really like that. And then we're doing yoga this morning. Today was uh, basically wife come to work with me today. And she's going to start being my paralegal and stuff. So we got up early and we got we got uh, we got up early to yoga and guess what? It's the same chick and it's the same session I guess from way back like months eight months ago now and she says the same thing you know I'd rather be honest than impressive you know because a lot of people are worried about you know building themselves up to make them seem like something they're not but in the end everyone is is just impressive with who they are you know. So it's just like that's kind of one thing is like there's no reason to, you know, build yourself up to be anything more than you are. I think everybody is, is really impressive uh, just who they are, you know, by themselves. So that's something I like to, you know, think about myself, just be honest. And that's kind of what I feel like would make the world a better place if everybody was just honest, you know. And that's a lawyer saying that. So. Um, that should be a quote. That's that, that should be a quote all on its own. Just be honest, and that's a lawyer saying that. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> if everybody 
but yeah, that's that's my uh, I guess that's my 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 last words, my last meal, my last words. So. Awesome, awesome. Uh, is there any, is there any place online that uh, if you want people can come come find you, come come communicate with you? If if anything resonated with them, they can they can have a conversation with you. Yeah, sure, man. There's a uh, social media, Facebook and Instagram. I think, jeez, what's my Instagram? Well, if 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 they can't find you, they can they can hit me up and I'll I'll connect you both. Okay, cool. Yeah, but that's just that's that's my presence. Uh, so yeah, more than welcome. If anybody or if you know anybody that you want me to reach out for any reason, or if you know of anybody out there that may a little shy to reach out or whatever, I'd be more than happy to kind of reach out and talk to somebody if there's anybody that wants to talk to me for whatever reason. And, um, you know, like I said, if there's anybody that you think would benefit from us talking, you know, hit them up or hit me up. And um, I'd like to help out as many people as I can that went through the same stuff, you know, uh, that me and my wife have gone through. So I'm always here, man. All right, cool. Thank you, man. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for coming on, and definitely when you come to Colorado, we're we're gonna have to we're gonna have to get together. So, all right, boss. Thank it's you. An honor. Thank you, and thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for tuning in and listening and listening to us cry like little girls. But it's it's, it's been worth it. Take care. Take care. See ya.